Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. The Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Chan. Now, here's Brandon Escott. On another Oilers game day, a pleasant good afternoon to you. First time we've said this in uh, a while since jumping to the evening spot but here we are three hours before Oilers game time as we will for every game during the week taking you up to the City Ford face-off show at 4.30 this evening but plenty coming up in the next 90 minutes to uh, keep you entertained. Bob will join us in about a half hour's time. He is en route I believe he's on the bus right now from the hotel in Winnipeg or uh, somewhere into transit at the Canada Life Centre. What a busy morning. They were on the ice in Edmonton today. Jumped on the bird, head out to Winnipeg for this uh, sort of one-and-done game. Completes the two games in as many nights. And it's five games in seven nights out of the gate. So you can understand why there's a few guys in town on professional tryout offers. We'll tell you who's in the lineup momentarily, but not before I tell you. It is Brandon Escott tonight. Oilers now brought to you as always by world of spas and jamie thomas from winnipeg jets tv will swing through here shortly and we'll talk about what happened last night that 2-1 shootout loss at rogers place to lift the lid on the preseason mac team mondays for our friends at contract equipment limited that's at 3.30 or so, and Bob will be in the driver's seat, not only for that one, but also for Daily Face-Off's Frank Saravalli at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Get the texts in now, though, 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Your reaction, were you listening on 6.30 Ched last night? Did you catch it perhaps live at Rogers Place? Or maybe you tuned in from the the, uh, the love seat on Oilers Plus. But what stood out to you? It was more veterans in the lineup, certainly for Edmonton. But ultimately, they fall on home ice. 2-1 in a shootout to Winnipeg last night. Zach Hyman accounting for the one goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Evan Bouchard the assist. Stop me if you've heard this before. It was an Oilers power play goal. One of 
many, I imagine, on the horizon this year. But uh, overall, the veterans really had their legs churning uh, last night. Bouchard with three shots on goal. Hyman, six shots on goal. And the Nuge with five. Bo Aiki didn't register anything on the stat line, but had his first cup of coffee, got the NHL preseason game in, and now is on his way back to the Barry Colts of the OHL. The team's top pick heading back down to the minors, as we all expected. But that is our top story today, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. He's 18 years old. He was drafted in the second round in this year's draft. And I've heard some people say that not only was he the best oiler in Penticton, he might have been the best player on the ice in Penticton. So for a rangy, puck-moving sort of defenseman, that's got to be exciting for a pick that's a few years away from making an impact, but uh, certainly looking to stock the shelves more in the minor leagues. Bo Aiki says he had a lot of fun in that first game. First time stepping into that atmosphere in warm-ups was pretty cool. You, you really realize when you're standing in that rink like how big that rink is and how big it actually feels. So just a pretty cool experience to be able to play against those guys and play with them. He will not do so another time this year, though. He's going to go be the man in Barry and likely quarterback that power play, as Bob has mentioned several times over. You wonder if his draft position might have been a little different had he not been blocked by Brant Clark after a trade in the OHL in the second half of that season, or rather to set them up for the second half of that season. Anyway, we do have a game tonight at Winnipeg, 6 o'clock here. This is part of the new routine. Oilers now sets it up three hours ahead of game time. Reed Wilkins will pick up the face-off show at 4.30 this evening, or 90 minutes before each game. So a big old block of sports programming here. We're going to press pause early when we bring it back. Jamie Thomas, I believe, was in the building last night. We'll find out that for sure. But uh, we'll check in, get an overview on what we expect to be a much more veteran-laden Jets lineup when we come back on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Back-to-back game days already. Uh, hockey season just comes on like gangbusters, and we love it. 6 o'clock puck drop on 6.30. Chad Reed Wilkins has the face-off show coming up at 4.30. You don't have to go anywhere. You stay right there in your easy chair, your vehicle, wherever you got it. Keep it locked. And let's tap in to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline and learn a little bit more about tonight's matchup. River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Don't miss Sunday buffets at the River Cree featuring all-you-can-eat snow crab legs and other seafood favorites. Just $69.99 per person. Book your table at rivercreeresort.com. Uh, Jamie, let's do this. I welcome you back to the show, first of all. You're on with Brendan tonight. Thanks so much. How you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Excellent. Now, uh, you were with CJOB Color Analyzing last year. What is your role mm-hmm. this year with the team? <laughs> Not traveling. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, um, so this year I've moved over to the content department, and then on top of that, I'll be hosting our video podcast uh, called Ground Control. So, 
just a little small tweak in my role with the Jets, but uh, won't be traveling and doing the uh, radio analysis. Tap right into the team, regardless. Though, uh, so let's uh, let's let's sink our teeth into what you saw last night—a two-one shootout victory. Ultimately, I think they were going to do the shootout even if it didn't get there. I believe that's how things work in the NHL preseason. But uh, it did take that. Like as far as preseason games go, JB, that was actually quite entertaining last night. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, actually. And for both teams' first game, it was highly entertaining. On top of that, so from the Jets' perspective, you know, Rick Bonus was happy for the most part, but, you know, all that whole model where they want to be a tough team to play against, that really didn't happen last night outside the third period, right? There was a lot of – it was pretty sloppy, but that's due to the fact that they've only been practicing for three days. So, all in all – uh, considering what people are usually used to at this time of year, I think it was a pretty good hockey game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, from the Oilers' standpoint, we're looking at guys in on PTOs, Brandon Sutter here, uh, turning turning heads and, and certainly creating quite a story, and uh, Bo Aiki, who looked good through camp. Who are you guys in Winnipeg looking at? Uh, I, I wonder with that trade if there's been, you know, a Gabe Velarde and, and interest there. What do you, what do you think, Jamie, is, is sort of a storyline there? Well, last night, uh, the Jets sent out Cole Perfetti, right? And I know he's a first-round pick, and but this year, you know, the all eyes are really on him because with the departure of Pierre-Luc Dubois, there is an opening at the number two center slot uh, for the Jets right now, and that's where Cole Perfetti sits, right? So he would have been there yesterday with Nikolai Ehlers, but Ehlers is dealing with a little bit of an injury in the upper body area. Uh, so he didn't come up there, and then Nino Niederreiter on the uh, left side. So that that that's you know all eyes are on Cole. He has been unable to stay healthy for a full season, um, but he's at his at his position that they drafted him for to play center one day. It's this opportunity that is being presented to himself right now. Um, Alex I follows another guy to watch. He was there last night in Edmonton playing with Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton. So Alex I follow. Like for a lot of people that aren't familiar with him, the year Andre Kopitar was a Hart Trophy finalist, he had he had Alex Iafalo on his left side and loved having him there because he knew exactly where he was going to be at all times. So he Iafalo has the ability to play in your top six. He'll be playing with Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton on the team's uh, checking line. So really looking forward to see what he has to offer. And then you just you mentioned Gabe Velarde, right? Gabe Velarde had. Uh, career year last year and has been given the opportunity to start camp with Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor on the Jets' top line. So those basically are three guys that, you know, we are keeping an eye on. There really isn't, if you think about it, there really isn't an opening uh, in the full-time lineup for any of the younger players. Now, Declan Chisholm might have an outside shot at making the team. He's not waiver-exempt this year. So the idea of losing a guy that put up 40 points plus points in the American Hockey League on your blue line isn't really what the Jets want to do. So he has kind of like an inside track of one of those seven, eight spots. Logan Stanley, you know, other fans familiar with him from their playoff series a few years ago. Um, so, you know, really there's not much room for a younger player, but those those are a lot of the players and storylines we've been watching as camp got underway last week. Chatting with Jamie Thomas from the Winnipeg Jets. He's our headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. You mentioned that top line, Velarde, Shifley, Connor. We're, we're yeah. going to see that tonight, obviously. And, and uh, you know, those are a couple of leadership candidates, no doubt. Shifley is the... As the uh, 
uh, one of the alternates last year. But the captain, and this was something that I, you know, I was wondering in the offseason which direction this would go. I really like Adam Lowry as a choice. You yeah. know, it doesn't always yeah. have to be your most offensively talented player that ends up uh, the leader of your team. I think back to Chris Clark way back when he was captaining, yeah. and you know, at a time when Ovechkin was obviously the star in the team. But listen, Jamie, I imagine that lots of people in Winnipeg really like the move of Adam Lowry with the C. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and it's you know, what's the unfortunate part is when you're explaining about how why it's such a good choice for someone to be named captain. It makes it sound like you're downgrading the other choices. So, you know, Josh Morrissey, you know, Calgary kid, career high in points last year, fifth place in voting for Norris Trophy, had a tremendous season, has been, you know, drafted by the Jets, has been around for a very long time, signed a long extension with the team recently. So, you know, he would have been a great choice. Shifley's been here, the first draft pick in uh, Winnipeg Jets 2.0 history, also a good choice. But uh, to your point, Adam Lowry is, it just seems like he's been meant to be a captain his entire life. And he has been. Major Bantam, uh, he was captain with the Swift Current Broncos his last year in the Western Hockey League. You know, Mark Lamb, who was the GM and head coach of the Swift Current Broncos then, and is now the GM and head coach of the Prince George Cougars in the Western Hockey League. So the day he met him, he just felt like the, he was he was born to be a leader. So, And then, of course, his dad, uh, captain of the Calgary Flames. So uh, the last part of his career, so he there's your right there. Dave Lowry was not the Plains' best player, but he is a productive guy uh, on the on the team's third and fourth lines that provided leadership in the way that he knows how. And to you know, so Adam brought that up uh, in his introductory news conference. It's it's tremendous, and I think even last year when the Jets were pushing for a playoff spot, they had to have two points, and they played the the uh, Minnesota Wild in St. Paul. And they were in position to win the game. And Ryan Reeves was running a couple of jets. And who was there to stand up those teammates? It's Adam Lowry, right? That, that's He's the first guy that will stick up for you on the ice. Uh, and he's well-spoken. He's enjoyed his time in Winnipeg. Um, there's just not there's just so many reasons for him to be captain. And uh, to me, it was the obvious choice why he's wearing the seat. Uh, and you saw it yesterday for the first time. Oilers and Jets drop the puck at 6 o'clock Mountain Time in Winnipeg tonight, chatting with Jamie Thomas uh, from the Winnipeg Jets. And you look at the core that, uh, that is still there in Shifley and, and Connor and Ehlers. And I know uh, on expiring deal, you've got the goaltender in Hellebuck as well. Josh mm. Morrissey really taking such a step forward. Do you feel like there's there's still you know some sort of uh, a window here playoff-wise? Uh, I wonder how you're handicapping the Jets' chances in in the central division, Jamie, looking into this season and and uh, with a little bit of contract uncertainty, but obviously a lot of uh, uh, to me, there's the thought that there might be some addition by subtraction there, and just having moved on from uh, a bit of the elephant in the room. Yeah, with Blake Wheeler and, and of course Pierre Luc Dubois being traded as well. So um, yeah, so the big thing here is is what you're trying to do if you're Kevin Sheveldayoff, you're trying to show Mark Shifley and. Um, Connor Hellebuck that you want to win too, right? And I, I just don't think rebuilding in the Canadian market is the easiest thing to do, especially when you're coming out of COVID. Um, you you want to put seats, keep butts in the seats in your building. So I, I just a, a complete rebuild is not that the appetite isn't there. Let's just go with that. It's certainly within the organization. So if you want Connor Hellebuck to stick around. He said numerous times you want someone to win the Stanley Cup now after winning the Vesno Trophy. So you put the team together that you have. So without Blake Wheeler, with Blake Wheeler and Pierre-Luc Dubois, the Jets were top-heavy up front. No question about it. 
Now you don't have Blake Wheeler. You don't have Pierre-Luc Dubois. You have three new faces up front. You have a lot of depth. And now you're a four-line hockey team with a lot of depth on the back end and Connor Hellebuck is your goaltender. So I think, you know, Vegas showed us last year that's a recipe for success to have four lines that can uh, do some damage. And the Jets certainly look like they have that. With You know, you look at Morgan Barron, uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, and, of course, Rasmus Kapari, the other part of the Dubois trade. That's your fourth line. And I think, you know, that that is a pretty good fourth line if you look at it on paper. So the management says this is the group we have. I feel like the Jets come in the season last year running the same as last year. They're being overlooked as a team that can make the playoffs. And I think they're going to run with that. Uh, they, they were in first place for a big stretch uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, played well right up until about mid-January last year. We're in the conversation to be in, in first place in the Western Conference for a long time. So um, that, that to me, the recipe, the team that they've built here has a good opportunity to do some damage in the playoffs. Describe to me, uh, Jamie, lastly here, a bit of the buzz first game of the preseason in Winnipeg tonight. Uh, obviously, you guys have your own talk shows and, and that sort of thing. Tell yeah. me about the buzz in the market and, and what it's been like leading into 2023-24. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are excited, right? I think you... Anytime your general manager goes out and trades one a, a big part of your team, you know, part of your core in Pierre-Luc Dubois, and comes back with three forwards that immediately pop into your lineup, I think there's reason for optimism. I think there's reason for optimism. Another thing, there's excitement when Connor Hellebuck spoke to the media the other day. He likes Winnipeg. He's an outdoorsman. He loves to fish. He, he likes being outside. And this is, this is a great place for that. There's a lot of great places for hunt, uh, hunting and fishing here. I am not an outdoorsman, so I couldn't tell you the spots at all. So I'm not. Don't ask me for that type of advice. But he says he likes it here, and I think that he looks when you look at what's going on here, and he realizes he he knows what to expect here, right? When you go somewhere else, we always hear the term "grass isn't always green" or somewhere else. That I think is where Connor Hallibuck's going to slide into. So you still have one of the best goalies in the league, three-time Vezina Trophy finalist. I think there's a little bit of cautious optimism. Heading into this year, knowing how well the team played for a long stretch last season, Rick Bonus says he knows what buttons to push with certain players. Clearly, he's got three new ones, but he also know, he knows how to how what what makes each player tick now on this roster, and they know what to expect from him. So, I think that's the recipe for. And, and why there is some cautious optimism to see that this team can do some damage should they get to the playoffs. Really appreciate the insight, Jamie. Yeah, I think the uh, the hunting in Winnipeg is probably around Winnipeg, probably a little bit better than Jersey. I, I would think. <laughs> right. I would suspect. Yeah, I, I think. If, I'm not sure. Yeah, we could go. We could go to a some. We can go to the map here and try and find some good spots in New York and New Jersey, but we won't. We don't have time. Yeah, that's right, Jamie. Enjoy the game tonight. Really appreciate you jumping on this afternoon. Yeah, thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right, Jamie Thomas, uh, Winnipeg Jets TV reporter and doing the uh, the new podcast they've got going on, the visual element to that. <laughs> what about a visual element to Oilers now? I don't know if the big guy would be into that. We'd have to talk to him about it. I do know that some guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris Chef Altoff that Oilers now sent you. He's in transit. He might not be ready to go on the other side of a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. If he is, we've got Mac T Mondays with Bob Stauffer. If he's not, we're going to drop the puck on Mac Team Mondays with yours truly. Either way, Craig McTavish coming up for our friends at Contract Equipment. That's uh, coming up next.